great. So, uh, Ranjis, thank you so much uh, for joining us for this uh, Q&A interview with uh, myself and uh, you on the Icolo Perspective. Um, very, very keen to find out a little bit more about your business and what you're doing in the marketplace. And maybe we can start off with uh, you just giving us a sense of your professional and personal background, um, how your experiences have prepared for you for your current role and, and what you're doing at Icolo specifically at this point in time. So thank you, Moses. Um, I, you know, my, my, my background is tech. Um, I'm an engineer by training. I've, I have a master's in computer science. Um, I've worked and sort of done tech stuff uh, before going for a business degree uh, for, for a few years. And that sort of allowed me to sort of think and work like an engineer. Um, I, I've worked in, in you know, in, in Europe, in the US, uh, I lived and worked in uh, Asia. And certainly now in, in Africa. I grew up in, um, in northern Nigeria and uh, you know I've spent quite a bit of time in Kenya now so for all intents and purposes I would say you know my affiliations are fairly strongly African. Um, <clears throat> I came to Kenya in 2011. I, I used to be the head of sales for uh, Nokia Siemens which eventually became Nokia uh, on the network side, not the phones. Um, in 2013, I sort of took a break, which I typically do every eight to 10 years, um, to kind of you know figure out what I want to do next. I came across this concept of building. So because of my background in, at Nokia, I was fairly heavily involved in uh, infrastructure. So, you know, the telecom infrastructure space. And for me, it was always very interesting. Uh, but, you know, by then we had done 2G, 3G, and we were on 4G. Uh, 5G was going to come, but it's a bit of the same. Um, and I was wondering what else we could would look at, and, and uh, that's when I came across data centers, and I realized the concept of carrying neutral data centers does not exist across the board in Africa, with the exception of South Africa. And um, I tracked a bit, I tracked a company over there, and I thought, well, you know, Kenya is as good as any place on the continent. Uh, and by then, things had started mushrooming in Nigeria and other parts of Africa, but Principally, um, you know, it was a fairly open space. So, uh, started working on it in 2013. We started Icolo in 2015. Um, we built the first data center, which opened in Mombasa uh, in 2017. And uh, in Nairobi, we built the second data center in 2019. Uh, we're building our third one now, uh, which is also in Mombasa, in, 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 um, which will be open at the beginning of next year. And we've got a couple more scheduled uh, to, to sort of sort of open. So. Um, you know, I would say to a large extent, my tech background did help, but, you know, principally, I think it was more the drive to build infrastructure so as to ensure that the internet experience for the average Kenyan or African is no different from somebody that lives in Berlin or lives, you know, across Central Park. Um, if anything, it should be a little bit better because we are a couple of generations ahead, uh, you know, when it comes to connecting and things like that. So that, that's really what got all of this started. And, uh, you know, I'm quite excited to say we, we, we still have a long way to go, but we've also done some interesting things in, in, in Kenya. So from your perspective, I mean, what, what problems does Icolo solve? I mean, who do you serve and what sort of problems are you solving for them through your provisioning of your value proposition? So if you, if you ask us, why did we start in Mombasa and not in Nairobi? It's probably the first step in that answer. Traditionally, everything we've done in Kenya, or in general, most of the cities in this area, 
you try to go to the capital where the maximum density is most of the GDP sits and you try to build infrastructure there, which then hopefully radiates to the rest of the country. What we decided is we're going to start in Mombasa because that's actually where the internet starts. That's where all the undersea cables come into the country. And then we worked our way back into uh, uh, Nairobi. Nairobi already had some decent data centers, uh, not necessarily carrying neutral, but um, you know there was infrastructure. So our value proposition ultimately in the end was to bring, in many ways, Mombasa onto the global network map. What happened is when we built our data center there, because we are carrying neutral, I should probably explain that, because we don't sell any carrier services or networks or things like that, we just provide space and power. Everybody that came into our data center from a connectivity perspective was there to make business, was there to sell services. So what that did for everybody in Kenya, not necessarily our customers directly, was it transformed the way IP transit pricing happened. Because we aggregated now suddenly in the city of Mombasa, everybody could pick up traffic, not at a CLS. Uh, way people looking at pricing so when we built um, Nairobi so Mombasa one um, the average price of IP transit was $70 you can buy it now in um, so when we started building uh, Nairobi uh, Mombasa one you can now buy it for under two dollars in, in uh, uh, Mombasa one so you know I think that's what we're trying to do by aggregating and building first-class infrastructure allowing our customers to build scale it ultimately provides huge benefits to our enterprise customers because the one thing that's definitely increasing is more people are using the internet which means your connectivity capacities are bigger and you're enabling more and more customers with our value proposition is that we will never compete with your business if you went and sat in a data center that was historically owned by a telco or you know has a half brother that is a telco company there is always a bit of a conflict of interest so as i mentioned everybody comes to the data center to make money and if you're a connectivity guy if you're competing with the owner of the data center it becomes very difficult for you to actually have an interesting value proposition for it which is what we do because we will never participate in in that line of business there is confidence for customers that sit with us to keep upgrading their services to keep investing to ensure that ultimately everybody that is in our ecosystem um, is, is, is able to get uh, the benefits of scale as well as a larger pool of um, partners. Was there a, a challenge getting the market to adopt this model? I mean, just the, it almost sounds like you were breaking new ground or doing something that was quite unconventional. Was there, were there any challenges getting people to actually sort of buy into or fully appreciate the concept? So I think the challenge was definitely there because we were not able to sell one rack before we opened either Mombasa or Nairobi. Everybody liked the concept of what we were trying to do, and I think there was support for it, uh, but nobody would commit. And, and in many ways, I think that's also just the way we are. Um, we'll believe it when we see it, uh, that discussion. So, uh, but once we built it and we put together the value propositions, I think there is a lot of appreciation from our customers, from people that work with us, that actually this is indeed uh, a very positive impact. So up until the point we opened, it was a bit difficult to convince investors, to convince customers, uh, to get our enterprise to think outside of their little data center rooms, you know, in a random building in um, CBD. 
um, you know, so I think that has now definitely changed. Five years on, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more effectiveness. Okay. And would you say the growth trajectory has been substantial in the, the few years you've been operational? Is how, how's the growth going so far? So I think uh, it's a, it's a, it's with a bit of pride we say that we, you know, we are definitely the we, we came into the market as a number five operator. Um, I think from a capacity perspective, we are definitely number one now because we have two data centers up and running, and you know, one is 250 racks, the other one's close to 300. So we have you know about 550 racks we're able to service in this market. Uh, we have over 50 customers. Um, we have. In Nairobi, actually on LinkedIn, you'll find that we've just posted, we have 37 networks in three years. That's fairly substantial. Um, Nairobi also, we've, the data center has been open for less than 18 months, uh, but we have 19 connectivity partners. So as a customer, you know, you have now incredible choice that you never had before. Um, so I would like to say, yes, we are we are definitely a force to, to, to reckon with as a result of our ability to build two data centers. I don't think there is a company in Kenya that actually has two commercially viable uh, data centers today. Most have had one at best. Um, and and the, the fact that we're building the third, um, you know, which is 35% through construction and will open later in the year, the, the, the growth has been pretty, I, I would say, interesting. But again, I would say that because we had very bold investors uh, who were willing to commit um, and you know, sort of follow the journey with us, without demanding at every point. Well, why aren't people buying racks? Um, you know, they they, they they were quite supportive, and, and they believed in the story. They believed in the fact that everybody, you know, in Kenya deserves to get the same quality of internet uh, that other part other that people get in other parts of the world. So, who are, who are typically your clients? I imagine, obviously, the ISPs, the networks. I mean, who typically makes up the kind of people you actually service? The businesses, the brands, and the organizations that you serve. So, certainly, all the ISPs you can think of in Kenya are some way. I mean, either working with us directly in the data centers or are connected to our facilities. Um, some of the larger platforms, if you look at Peering DB, which is typically where you know who's in our data center. Uh, you'll find the Facebook is listed themselves in um, uh, Mombasa. Uh, you'll find on the internet exchange, we have two internet exchanges in, in Mombasa, uh, KXP and Asteroid on the internet exchange, Google is listed, um, you know, from a platform perspective. Uh, we have a very large base of enterprise customers um, as well. Um, many of them are in just in Nairobi. So Sybil is an example, Dataposit, um, we have seven banks that work with us of the 42 that are there and we're expecting that number to go to past 10. So some of the largest banks in Kenya, um, in the region, in fact. Um, insurance companies um, are another. We have some segments of uh, parasatels as well that have come and put down infrastructure. So, you know, I would say it's it's um, it's a the 50 number is a varied mix. There are many international customers as well that have come come and set up. So broadly, we divide it in three parts: uh, platforms, which are some of the ones I mentioned to you, and uh, enterprise. Enterprise is almost completely local. Okay, great. Um, so going forward, I mean, from your point of view, where do you see Icolo going in the next two to five years? Where what are the prospects? Is it just Kenya? Is it going regional, perhaps pan-African? Where do you see the business sort of expanding and growing into? So our um, we are own we are controlled by uh, Digital Realty, which is a fifty billion dollar 
listed company in the US. Um, they operate 290 data centers around the world. Um, you know, they're a fairly large company. Um, the reason we've been able to expand and do what we can do in Kenya is because of their balance sheet. And because they are such an experienced operator, we've had the benefit of building, you know, from an engineering perspective, very good data centers. Um, they are very happy with what we've been able to achieve in Kenya, and they're very supportive of us going to other countries. Um, and actually, in many ways, this is the blueprint for us to start building in other parts of Africa. Um, we, we have, we've commenced work on a new country, which, I mean, in due course, I'll, 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 I'll announce. Um, but certainly before the end of the year, you will see that we have at least one other country added to, to what we are uh, currently doing. So will we be able to go Pan-African? Well, one step at a time, I think. <laughs> um, I do feel that we are still going to continue expanding. So we, we, we have recently acquired five acres of land adjacent to our Nairobi campus. Um, and we're expecting that campus now to be when we combine our existing plot and small land we are, we are, we are leasing. You know, that, that site is about 35,000 square meters. So it now starts becoming one of the, the largest uh, sort of campuses in Africa for data centers. Um, what it does is that it aggregates further traffic, brings in more people, networks are far more efficient. So I feel that's another five years of work at least <laughs> before we can get that going. Um, it also you know, gives you an idea of the scale with which we are planning to continue building. Um, so we are still a boolean that as we transform ourselves digitally, not just in Kenya, but in East Africa, more and more services um, coming out of data centers will become pertinent for our success in that um, sort of, I would say venture, but that direction we are now headed in. Great. And then, of course, uh, maybe they may call it the elephant in the room, you know, COVID digital transformation. Uh, we've seen the transitions, I think, at business level. Um, you know, I'm working from home. I run a small business in the digital space. Um, and we've been working from home, I think, for almost 15 months, as I'm sure you have seen in your own organization. Um, but what have you seen from your standpoint? I mean, it's wonderful that you mentioned that you have the IXPs in your data centers, so I'm sure you can see traffic patterns and things like this. But what have you guys seen in the last 14, 15 years, you know, 15 months, sorry, vis-a-vis uh, -vis digital transformation, COVID acceleration? Uh, what are the trends? Uh, what, what have you picked up? So, I mean, my view on it is, is maybe a little bit different. So what happens when, with, with, when COVID hit us, and like it did in other parts of the world, 15% of our GDP more or less disappeared. And we've oh. clawed back some, but some of it is, a lot of it is still there, right? Um, so, I mean, the material loss is kind of what I'm referring to here. 10 to 15% of GDP all over the world disappeared. What that does for enterprise in Kenya, it also means you have to be a little bit more careful when you're spending money, which is what we're seeing across the board. So we're seeing customers want to do it, but are being a little bit cautious. So it's not been, well, let's just run, embrace, um, you know, this, this whole thing, everybody's working from home. So, uh, so I, I feel in the end, um, you know, the home internet market has boomed in the meantime. The mobile network operators, and you can see that in Safaricom's results where they're making more money from data than they've ever made before. Uh, that has definitely boomed. I, I see from a um, sort of um, commercial ISP perspective, so the buildings, office buildings, and you know, they have seen drops in traffic because people are not in the office anymore. People are not 
uh, you know, it's a distributed way of now accessing systems from what it was before, right? Um, so we have, so those are what I've seen notice. What I've noticed with the international customers um, is they have all doubled down on more capacity coming into Kenya. So we've seen big upgrades in capacity from going from one gig to 100 gigs. So looping around the country. Um, so I feel this year and next year is the year, this is what happened last year. So this year and next year is the year when they start putting more infrastructure in country to support. So, you know, it, it's like you've, you've set the fence up, now you need to build a house. Um, so now that the networks are there, you know, which is normally difficult to, to put together, the, 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 that piece is coming on. So what we have definitely seen is business continues as usual. There's a bit of hesitation locally to, you know, to, to buy new equipment to put into a data center. Uh, but I think in general, uh, everybody knows that's the, 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 we've been fortunate because we opened a new site, people got new options. Uh, Nairobi has done quite well uh, from that perspective. We've had a lot of banks that like our infrastructure, not so much banks, but enterprise that like our infrastructure. Um, as I mentioned, we've been open 18 months. I mean, we opened right more or less uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, right? The beginning of last year is when we opened in March is when everything hit us. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite proud to say that customers look beyond that and they've, they've sort of come together. And I'm not sure that we are an exception. I think that's certainly the story with many other uh, data centers. So COVID has definitely not been good if you ask me, um, I think we would have still gone much further ahead. It has certainly changed some the way we, you know, we work. Um, but I think it's it's quite important to note that um, we would have probably still done as well without COVID from a from a perspective of um, business. Great. I don't know whether uh, this question will be repetitive in any way, but I'll just ask it. So I'm not asking the question around uh, possibly the uniqueness, the way you talked about the carrier neutral uh, setup and the fact that anyone can house their uh, infrastructure with you or their servers with you, but more around the ingredients of success, you know, trying to understand the formula behind iColo's success in a relatively short period of time. The numbers you've just given me uh, sound very, very impressive and the makeup of your client base. But what do you think are some of the ingredients of success? And this would just be my last question uh, before we can end our session. Uh, I think neutrality was really very key. Uh, we see that with all our connectivity partners. Um, I think the second, and, and it could even be more interesting, was when we built the infrastructure, we built our data center, we can sort of hand our, hold our hand on my heart and say that this is not in any way different from any data center that was built in the last three years anywhere in the world. You know, uh, We have absolutely fantastic systems. You know, We are very focused. So, the fixation in the market often is, are you a tier three data center? And I often have to explain to customers, no, we're not. We are actually better than that. Contractually, we give you uptime numbers that are higher than what a tier three data center provides, which is often a surprise to, to our customers. So I think the fact that we built really, really good infrastructure has helped go a long way. So it's not a sort of muggy discussion with the, with the with the customer to say, well, actually, it's really, really good. They see it for themselves, and they're able to to, to sort of decide. Um, then I think the the you know the, the fact that from a customer service, I mean, it's a pleasure for me as a CEO and a founder not to have had one customer escalation in the last five years that we've been operating uh, data centers. It is really a unique pleasure um, because the team and the company is very, very focused on customers. Um, 
So I, I think these three things have really helped us uh, build a fairly unique brand and appeal to, to what ultimately drives us customers. Great, Randy. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I'm sure you're very busy and I do appreciate you making the time for this session and uh, looking forward to hearing more great things about Ecolo and the, the amazing success you seem to be enjoying as a business in Kenya. Thank you very much, Moses. Appreciate okay. the time you've taken to talk to me as well. Bye. Okay, bye.